All right. So how many of you guys are actually going to watch the Super Bowl this weekend? Show of hands. Didn't know it? No one has plans for a big Super Bowl party or anything like that? Nothing? Yeah, I think more people uh, probably did the whole Super Bowl party thing when it was local, when it was like the Bears were in it. But still, it's kind of fun. Even if you don't watch it, you made some guesses. We'll see if you're right and see if you win. So uh, I I really don't usually do much with the Super Bowl either, but it seems like we always end up watching part of it or kind of like TiVo it and then kind of like fast forward through some of the things. And I don't know. It seems like we watch it most of the time. I don't know why. All right. So I've been talking about these good and pleasing gifts that God wants to give us. And uh, I talked to you last week about wisdom. And this week I want to talk to you about the favor of God. And basically what you could title that as is, does God like you? And I'm going to explain that to you, okay? Um, because there's a, there's a big difference about how God actually looks at us. And uh, it really has a lot to do with whether or not we receive the favor of God. So the Bible says that all good and pleasing gifts come from God. And it's God's desire to actually give us these gifts. And uh, I, I want you to understand and to know, if you haven't really followed after God very much, that the God that I serve really is a kind, loving, gracious God. And uh, he has given me and he's given my fa- friends and I've seen my family get these gifts. And uh, the first wonderful gift, the most important gift that obviously he's ever given mankind is salvation. We understand that God has really offered us favor um, by offering us up a chance to really be redeemed, to, to be forgiven of our sins, and to be, um, have them wiped away, and to really just uh, receive a, f- a fresh start. And God offers that to us, and it's really favor that he'll allow us to have that. And it's a free gift. We understand that, that it's a gift that um, no one has to pay for. God's word says you can have faith like a child and receive it. And it's really just a gift that's up to us if we want to accept it or deny it. Um, If someone gives you a gift, most of the time we don't say, no, thanks, I don't want it. But for God, we tend to. (laughs) There's a lot of people that really say that they don't really want the gift that God offers them and don't really necessarily want to follow after God and be redeemed. So God's grace right off the bat is a gift. Salvation is favor that we receive from God. And uh, like I said, this is a a gift that God desires that all men would accept. And uh, not everybody does. It comes with a price tag. Favor comes with a price tag. And uh, the thing that you have to understand about that is favor comes out of, the blessing of favor comes out of obedience. And really, you're going to find that most of the things that we talk about with God really has a lot to do with obedience. Wisdom. And, and most every single thing that you ask of God will really honestly draw you closer to God and in a closer relationship with him. So most of the things that you pray for, if you're really praying for him, you're going to, intentionally or unintentionally, you're going to end up being closer to God. So it's a good thing. Uh, when we become obedient to God and we begin to seek his will, he's going to put a desire in us to really start to live in righteousness. And uh, he's going to start offering up those things that are going to help us in our walk of faith. And that is going to be those things that I talked about last week, wisdom and then favor and blessings, those things that he gives us. Now, we talk all the time about the things that are bad. You know, there's, there's a lot of cost that comes in following after God. There's a lot of things that we um, have to be dealt with. There's punishment. There's things that I want to teach you to really to learn about God 
and a lot of times it seems like all we do is talk to you about like some of the things that are bad. I really want to go through and telling you these things because there's so much of God that's really awesome and good and, and just great gifts that maybe you don't really understand. Maybe you've not read the Bible that much or you don't understand that there's so much more that God wants to offer us and give us in our um, salvation. It's not just the fact that we're saved and we go on, but he says not that it's just that you're saved, but I'm going to give you great things if you follow after me. And like I said, last week we talked about wisdom, and I told you about how God's word actually describes wisdom as like a beautiful woman. And uh, a woman that, that we're supposed to really seek after. I mean, uh, and he puts it in the context of a, a guy chasing after um, the most beautiful creature that there is that's walking around. And he says to go after the beautiful woman, wisdom, but stay away from, you know, the scary seductress who is named Folly which means, you know, really just have a haphazard view on life and not care about things at all. You know, God's word said, I told you last week, that her path really leads to nothing but the depths of hell. And it says that a whole lot of, if you read God's word, there's a whole lot of men um, that make poor choices and get wrapped up in folly and uh, really don't even realize they're being led astray and uh, end, up in, end up in hell. So we can ask God for wisdom. God definitely wants to give it to us. Um, but wisdom, like I said, we learn comes with what? Do you remember what I said is the beginning of wisdom? What is it we have to do first? Fear God. We have to fear God. And that's a healthy dose of fear. That's not as like fear like God's going to strike me down every moment. But understanding that God actually could if he wanted to. <laughs> it's the truth. We're supposed to have Fear enough and respect enough for his rules and his regulations and the way he says for us to live with commandments and things. And we're supposed to have enough fear and respect for him to really honor him. And after we start to do that, he starts to give us more and more wisdom. And uh, like I said, we're going to talk tonight about more about favor. And, and that's not really going to be described in terms of like a woman. I think that was kind of an interesting way of God putting it last week. But uh, favor has a lot of interesting things about um, about it that's really spoken about numerous times in the Bible, but it seems like it's overlooked a lot. Um, I don't know how many times people have read the Bible. How many times have you really realized that you can pray for favor? Have you ever realized that as you're reading? That you can, you can pray for something. God says he's going to offer us something that's going to be a real gift if we want it. And, uh, you know, I, I think if we probably think about the word favor, you probably have heard about it in the ways that the world would describe it as, hey, will you do me a favor? You know, can you do this for me? Or, hey, I have a favor to ask of you. Can you do this or, or that? You know, that, that's most of the time what we hear favor is being described as. Um, do your parents use that on you guys quite a bit? Hey, I have a favor. No? I ask my kids that. A lot of times I'll use that when I'm like, I know that they should do something, but I know if I say it the wrong way, they're probably just going to get like a little mad. So, hey, guys, do me a favor. Take your stuff upstairs, okay? Because kind of annoyed with it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I will, you know, it's, it's a little bit way to kind of buff, you know, be a buffer there. But if you look at the definition of favor, it actually says something done or granted out of goodwill or friendly or well-disposed regard or the state of being approved or held in regard. So there's actually three different um, terms of, of definition for the word favor. And if you look at the first definition, you can uh, kind of see right off the bat that that's really what God offers all mankind. You know, right off the bat, something done or granted out of goodwill. Well, God, that's God's free gift of salvation. That was his goodwill that he offered to you. So we can see that right off the bat, God has offered us that favor, if we want it, if we desire it. And uh, 
if we decide you know to take it we can because really out of the goodwill of his his wanting to do that to for god to send his son to die on the cross for us is what's going to save us but if we didn't have that gift what it would mean is that all each one of us would just die and it would be death and that would be it so we instead have the opportunity to live forever to be um saved and and redeemed and, and live in heaven someday with with god god's word says that all of us are sinners and there's not one of us that's not really bent towards doing evil you know we're born with that attitude of really wanting to 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 go bad <laughs> and that is the exact opposite of what most religions will teach you a lot of religions that you're going to hear talked about they'll say that man is generally good and I'm going to tell you, Christianity tells us the exact opposite. If you start to read God's word, you recognize that God's word says that man is inherently evil. And if not for Jesus Christ, we would go towards the evil. So it's, it's completely different, um, really, uh, explanation of what it is that we're all about. So we can see right off the bat that the first definition, we can see that God obviously gave us this free gift, and it's favor. And uh, it's the favor of grace. And uh, we've been forgiven of our sins. And I think that really that is one of the most wonderful gifts that we could ever be given. And uh, it's an amazing gift. I mean, it, it's the opportunity to change our destinies. But God also offers us favor, as in the definition in number three. Um, you can look at the state of being approved or held in high regard. And I think that's really, um, a lot of people don't recognize that, that we actually have an opportunity to be held in a in high regard and approved by God. And it's not just living a life of mediocrity, but it's a life of excellence that we can actually live if we're following after God. Um, it actually starts off right, in the bat, right off the bat in the Bible. It says in Genesis 4, 4, and 5, it says, Adam lay with his wife Eve. Now, yeah, remember Adam and Eve, right? The whole thing. I did put up the picture today, did I? Do we have the picture? I think I kept it in there, Russ. Is it still there? It's not there? I thought it was. Chubby maybe just deleted it when she was doing the other thing. But um, it actually says that Adam laid with his wife Eve. She became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So, right off the bat, right off the bat in the beginning of the Bible, we can see that favor is something that's really, really necessary that God wants to give. But really, you can see that there was a reason why God offered favor and why he didn't look upon with favor and uh, the attitude of, of Cain and Abel. The scripture goes on to point out why is it um, why it is that God did not look with favor upon Cain's offering. It says that Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? So right off the bat, you can see that because of the fact that Cain was disobedient, he did not do what was expected and uh, acceptable to the Lord. The thing is, right off the bat, what he did was here, um, you know, Abel... Um, brought some of the fat portions of the firstborn of his flock. Now, that was a sacrifice. These are the most perfect creatures that were um, born and he brought to God as a sacrifice. What it says was, it says that he brought the first of his offerings. And Cain actually brought some of the first of his fruits. 
So we, we understand that there's actually something he must have held back. He must have kept something for himself. He must have desired to really not be um, fully obedient to God in, in doing what God had intended. And God said right off the bat, you're not being obedient. You're not being obedient because I, I care about the fact I told you what you're supposed to do and you didn't do it. And actually what he says, he says, if you don't do what's right, won't you be accepted? And he says later on, right after this, he says, you know, be careful because really he says um, wickedness and evil is just outside your door. Be careful that you don't fall for it. And that's exactly what Cain goes on to do. Cain goes on to be so jealous and upset with his brother Abel that he goes off and that's the first murder that takes place in the Bible. He kills his brother. And uh, that's where you hear that statement all this time. You hear that little saying that people say all the time, am I bro my brother's keeper? That's what Cain actually says to the Lord. He says, am I my brother's keeper? When God says, you know, yes, I can hear your brother's blood crying out from the ground because he knew that he'd killed him. And he, God knew right off the bat because of his lack of obedience and following what he wanted that it would be so easily for him to fall down and do worse and just continually go, go astray. So the key for favor that we need to understand is we really need to do what's right. We really do need to be obedient to what God wants of us. And uh, God makes it clear that um, that's really the answer to most of the struggles in our faith. And I think that we really have a hard time accepting that because I continually have people come up to me all the time and say, you know, my life's not going right. I didn't do this. You know, this isn't going so well. And it's like, well, have you done the basics? Are you following after God even in the beginning? Are you doing the things that even would be obedient in the first place? You know, we have to be obedient to what God's will is, and we have to receive. Um, because of that, we can receive so much, much, so much, much more than what God will just regularly give us. And uh, something big that you need to remember, that God can give you favor. But I don't want you to ever confuse that with the idea that because God can give you favor, that you're ever one of his favorites. Because God's word makes it clear that he, play, he plays favorites with nobody. That there's no partiality in God's world. You know, he doesn't look at somebody that has more money. He doesn't look at somebody that's maybe more attractive or, or whatever and like them better and are, is pleased with them more. It's all about what we do, not about what we are and what we look like. That's not how God works. And uh, obviously God just wants us to be obedient. And he, out of the first part of the definition, because he offered the favor of grace, he did that because he really loved us. But this, the third definition, what I said, um, I want you to understand, I really think it's because he likes us. There's a difference. Obviously, you can be loved by people, but not be liked by people. How many of you have ever had that experience where you've really loved somebody, but you don't really like them? I mean, I think that that's true in our nature. We deal with that. I mean, I've had that experience before where I really, truly care about that person. I love them, but I don't want to be around them, and I'm not pleased with them, and I don't really like them. I mean, if you ask me about them, do I like them? No, I don't. I don't really like them. Do I want something bad to happen? No, of course not. I do love, love them and I care for them. I just don't want to spend any time with them. I don't want to spend any time with them at all. So I think we can understand that that can really happen. Someone that you love, you cannot like. God loves everyone. God doesn't necessarily like everyone. The third definition, the favor that God can give you to hold you in high regard will come out of the fact if he likes you. And I think that sounds so basic, but it's the truth. It really is the truth. Do you please God? Does he like you? And you really need to understand that part of that. Um, if you don't believe me, I'm going to go through some scripture verses talking about how God says he was pleased 
And when someone, you're pleased with somebody, you're going to find out that you actually start to like them. And uh, there's some scripture verses that say in Psalm 41:11, it says, I know that you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. And of course, Jesus, I mean, look at the part where Jesus is, uh, you know, given the gift of the Holy Spirit. It says in Matthew 3, 17, it says, a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. So God actually was very, um, obviously, he liked Jesus. God liked Jesus. This is his son. Um, there are parents that don't like their kids. I mean, they probably love them, but they don't like them. I uh, thankfully really like my kids. I'm happy about that. Sometimes I'm not as pleased with them, but I still like them. And uh, we have to understand, though, that God really wants to like each of us. But a lot of times out of our disobedience, out of our attitude, and the little crumbs that we throw at him, he's not real pleased with us, and he doesn't really like us so much. So, you know, we in life tend to like those people that are kind, the ones that listen to us, are fair to us, and kind of help us out in our daily lives. You know, we like those people. We tend to want to be around those people. And uh, God, too, he likes it when we show kindness to people, when we listen to other people, when we are fair with people, and when we just show love to people. That's when he likes us. And also when we're obedient, like I said. So wisdom can change your life for the better, but favor, too, is something that we can seek and we can ask for. And uh, we're going to discuss next how it is that you can really get favor. And it, it sounds so simple because really a lot of it is really just asking for it. But also following God's commandments in obedience by seeking after what is God's will and not our own will. And then imitating Jesus and following after him in all things. We've taught before in the scriptures where um, God's word says to follow after him closely. You know, to seek after the things that God would think to seek after. If you think about your life and where you're at, and I mean, you're all different ages. You got probably some of these that are 12, some that I know are 23, going to be 24 that are here and uh, if you look at that what are your dreams you ever think about what your dreams are for your life what kind of things that you really hope for in your life what are you going to have happen what do you what do you desire um i want you to understand that those dreams that you have can actually come true if you really do seek god first and start to really ask for favor as long as they're in god's will you can have them you really can god desires to bless you and to give you your heart's desires. He really does. And I, I want you to know there's things that I've wanted in my life that God has blessed me with, and I know it's because of the fact that I was obedient, not that I deserve no button like, oh, look at me. That, God doesn't care about that. He's not partial to me. But because I was obedient and I did those small things, he gave me bigger and bigger. And that's how God works. So I, I just want you to understand the dreams that you have, you can succeed, you can have. If it's what you really want, and you're going to do those basic things first. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of asking God for favor. If you know my kids, they'll tell you, I pray for favor for them all the time. All the time. Matter of fact, when Shelby, you know, go, went through some of the things, she's like, I know you always pray for favor for Cameron. You know, and they, she would always tease me, of course, because she says Cameron was the golden boy, you know. <laughs> but Shelby, too, I prayed for both my kids, that they'd have favor, that God would bless them. And uh, you know what? God wants to. And I, I'm a firm believer in it for myself, in it for this ministry, in it for all of you, that you guys would really receive favor from God because I really think that it is such an amazing gift that God gives us. And uh, I, I know that he's happened, he's done stuff with me. I've been given opportunities that I should never have had. 
But because of the fact that I prayed for favor and I was obedient to God, he will bless you. He really does. I, I mean, I graduated from high school, did everything really wrong according to what God's plan was, graduated in June, got pregnant in July, got married in October. I did things way out of order. But yet God can bless me and give me an opportunity to do what really is my love, which is to teach young people. And also just to really show love and compassion and be part of a church that I enjoy. You know, that's what's amazing is he'll give me that gift. Even though I didn't necessarily do everything right, it's because I got in alignment of what he wanted. And he will work out of that and he'll give you favor. Um, my kids have been blessed with favor. I prayed for it when they were first born. I'm like, God, I just pray that you bless these kids, that you would pour favor upon them for everything that they put their hands to that would prosper. And uh, I pray for you guys that way, the people that I've been around. So if you have this call from God, you can ask for favor. And I want you to know that every single person in the Bible that ever had a call, that had a mission, God gave them favor to do it. And uh, you can receive favor too, no matter what, you can receive it. Moses himself asked God for favor. In Exodus 32, 11, he says, Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God. Gideon. If you read about Gideon, Gideon's the one who fought in this battle with his army and, and really had very few people really to fight in this battle with him. But God gave him success because of the fact that he was faithful. And Gideon spoke to the angel and said to him in Judges 6.17, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. So God says that we can ask for things. And I think sometimes we a lot of times are just asking God for like, Things as though, um, like, God protect us and, you know, protect my family and those kind of things that we ask for. But we don't ever ask God to give, give good things to us. It's just we think it's stuff that's going to, you know, stop bad things from happening. But we don't ever think that we can welcome the good things. And, and I really want you to grasp that in these messages. Um, throughout the Bible, you can see over and over again that anyone who had a mission from God always received favor. Noah had a big task set for him. Noah had favor. Genesis 6, 8 says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. That's why he was given this opportunity to build a boat and really let all of his family escape. That's why, because he was obedient to God and he found favor. Um, the thing is that God's word says, he says, we can have favor from him. But the really awesome part of this is we're part of this world. We all walk in this world. We have to come in contact with this world. Teachers, bosses, people in our lives if we're going to be around. But God says that you can also be blessed with favor. So you can have favor with the men, the people that you're going to be around to accomplish the things that God sets you out to do. And it's amazing because there's people that I know that have really followed after God that they, people around them are, are amazed that they even want to give to these people so much. But they don't even understand why they want to do it. You know, the, I've, I've talked to somebody before that said they were buying a house and they offered such a low price for this house but this person was willing to take it they're like sure and they accepted it and they're afterwards they're like, i don't know why i settled on that price for you i'm going to tell you i know why because god will do that god will bless that person and he will pour favor on them and there's going to be gifts that are given out of that that's how god works um we can have favor from men the people we come in contact with on a daily basis um i know my kids have had favor with their teachers and the people that they've come in contact with their bosses and those things you can pray for favor with your people around you, the bosses that you have, the teachers that you have. You know, before you go in and take a test, you pray for wisdom. 
pray when you're going to have to come into contact with your teachers. You can say, God, please give me favor with them. And it'll happen. Genesis 39, 2 through 4 says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything that he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of the household and he entrusted in his care everything that he owned. So do you understand? He probably didn't even realize why he wanted to offer Joseph so much favor. But he did it because God made it a way for that. And Ruth 2.10, uh, this is someone who obviously went through tough times and all of a sudden she gets in this experience where she has nothing. She has no way to eat, no, nothing. And she goes into this person's field who has lots of money lots of opportunity to be blessed and, and she meets up with this man named Boaz and says why have I found such favor in your eyes that you noticed me who was a foreigner this guy offered her everything just because of the fact that he she God put upon her favor in first Samuel two twenty six, it says and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men and in second Samuel fourteen twenty two, Jo Joab said Today your servant knows that he has found favor in your eyes, my lord the king, because the king has granted his servant's request. So when you seek favor from men, he can also give you favor with the men around. From, from God, he can also give you favor with the men around you. And favor is this awesome thing. Because I'm going to tell you, one person I want to work with is a person who has favor. Because when that person has favor, you're blessed with favor. If you know what, you're, you're around here, if someone's blessed with favor, you're going to receive the gifts of it. You're going to receive the, the wonderful part of it because blessings fall all around that person. That's why Potiphar wanted Joseph to be in charge of everything in his household because he knew that Joseph was blessed. So he thought, hey, give, give Joseph the opportunity to put him in charge of everything in my household because everything he touches basically turns to gold because he has favor. It's like you're going to want to be around the people who have favor. And you're going to want to seek it for yourself. It's not enough just to want it for, to be around somebody that has it, but you can have it too. That's what's so great about it. Um, we need to understand that, that there's so much more to this. What shouldn't you do if you want favor? Now, this is a big one. So I'll tell you, we, we understand that we have certain things that we want to do. We want to be obedient. We want to do those certain things. But there's a couple big stumbling blocks in your life that if you do these things, you will never have favor with God. It just will never happen. No matter what you try to do, if you say, I'm going to try to do this and try to do that and follow this, I'm going to try to be a good person, I'm going to go to church, going to church will never make you a good person. I mean, it's not. It's salvation in Jesus that's going to make the difference. Really, you could stay home and, and save yourself the getting up if it's honestly just going to go just because you're putting in time. If you think that's what's going to do it, it won't work because that's not what Jesus requires. He wants it to be a heart change. It doesn't want to be putting in time. That's not what it's about. So those things aren't going to make a difference. So you have to understand, there's a couple big things that you need to understand about favor. You can never, ever speak evil for evil. And what that means is you have to handle trials very well. There is a tough life ahead of us. Some of us really have a tougher life than others. Some of us have situations where there's you know divorce and trials and, and struggles financially and maybe maybe you really are just a person who um, schooling doesn't come so great and so easy for you maybe it's a real struggle but you have to understand when you are handled these handed these situations how you handle it is going to make all the difference in the world in a situation through the bible if you see with like someone like joseph joseph was treated 
very, very rude from his brothers. His own brothers wanted to kill him because right off the bat, Joseph knew he had favor with God. He saw right off the bat in a dream that his brothers, who were older than him, were bowing down to him. And he told them. And that really upset him, made him jealous. So right off the bat, they're like, hey, we're, let's kill this guy. You know, they were his brothers and they wanted to kill him. But what's really interesting is later on, you know, even though he's dealt with that, he never gave up. He still loved his brothers and treated them with respect later on when he had opportunity to really, he could have been evil back. He could have told them when everybody was dying of hunger, he could have said, you're on your own. But instead, he offered them an opportunity to come back and give them grain and, and really bless them. So he had an opportunity to repay evil with evil, and he didn't. He turned around and repaid evil with good. The other thing is, too, um, there's a lot of times that you're in a situation where people honestly um, may be in a situation with moms and dads. I mean, not everybody has the perfect home life. Maybe you're dealing with a situation where, honestly, you have a lot of pain and a lot of hurts. But if you're a person when you're being treated poorly at home and your first thing is to constantly, you know, turn around to your mom and dad and say, F you, give them the finger, dishonor them, you're not going to ever be blessed with favor. It won't happen. Because God says amongst the first part with commandments is honor your mother and father. So this is what I'm saying. Commandments first, the next things after. You can't expect the good things if you're not even doing the basics. It has to be the basics first. So you can't repay evil with evil. No matter how um, upset you get in a situation with a job, if a job, you're not treated fair, it seems like every single time you go to pick up your schedule, you got the bad hours. You know, it never fails. You have to close. You get all the cleanup. You have this. You have that. Um, you may think that you're being treated very unfair and very poorly, but how you respond are you going to still show up for work on time? Are you going to be honorable and not steal from them when you get upset? Those are the things that you have to understand. Don't repay evil with evil. Repay evil with good. Always. God's word talks about it. It says that if someone treats us poorly, if someone actually slaps us one side of the cheek, it says don't go back and try to be evil back to that person. He says actually turn the other cheek. Let them slap the other side. If they really want to do it, let them do it. Because in the long run, he sees all things. It's how we handle the trials and the struggles that he's going to end up working things out in our favor. So we have to understand that part of it. Joseph with Potiphar. You know, Potiphar had a situation where Potiphar's wife, it's, the Bible talks about Joseph. Joseph was hot. I don't know if you guys know that. Joseph, the Bible describes Joseph as he is good looking. I'm going to tell you. He was a hottie. And Potiphar's wife, you know, you kind of picture, even with the name Potiphar, don't you picture him like kind of old and yicky? You know, kind of a king that's not so hot. You know, with Joseph coming in, he's young, studly, standing there. And, of course, Potiphar's wife takes notice right off the bat and says, whoa, hey, you know, and is interested. And he is, goes around, and he, even though Joseph had favor because of the fact that his wife, Potiphar's wife, accused him of rape, which he didn't. He didn't do anything. He ends up putting Joseph in jail. And so Joseph's in jail. And before long, the favor of God is so heavy upon Joseph that even though he's in jail, the jailer gives him, like, carte blanche to, to control everything. He's like the man in jail. He's the leader. That's how God's favor is. And that's what's so amazing. If you read God's word, you realize that there's so much to favor. So we have to understand, don't ever repay evil with evil. Always take that high road. If you're treated badly, try to handle it 
in the best way that you can. I've had experiences where I was really felt like I was um, not treated fair, was really hurt by something. And you know what? Even though my first tendency, our human nature wants to sit there and say, yeah, you know what? You know, <laughs> you want to say something back? <sighs> you just got to pray and just say, God, help me. And never failed on those Tuesday nights when we'd go to prayer. I'd open up God's word and it would say to me when I was going through this, pattern yourselves after the disciples. They put up with anything, went through everything, and they never gave up. And I was like, God's telling me, be calm, just wait it out, and God will bless you. And you know what he does? He does over and over again. The other thing you'll never do, you'll never get favor if you do this, if you lie. Don't be a liar. Don't ever be a liar. God hates liars. I can tell you, speak of the truth, will find fa- you'll find favor. If you're a liar, he will never give you favor. He just won't do it because it's foundational. Again, it is a commandment, isn't it? He says, you know, don't let deceptive talk. Be, be an honest person, an upright person, a godly person. Try not to be a person who is always trying to lead other people astray. Don't be a liar. Lies. It just kind of tries to pull us out of the fire, doesn't it? You know you're in a situation, so right off the bat, you try to cover all the bases. And God's word says, just take it for what it's worth. Take the, the punishment, deal with it, because in the long run, it's much better to have the punishment and get in trouble than it is to lose God's favor. You'd much rather just go through the punishment. The other thing is, don't flatter anyone. Now, if you've never been through our, our messages and see why I'm about flattery, you don't understand, maybe, because obviously this world completely misrepresents what flattery is. It's never meant to be a good thing. So when people sit there and say a compliment and they say, oh, I'm flattered, do you understand? That's not the definition. Flattery actually means insincere praise. It means that you're lying to someone. So when you tell somebody something and they're like, oh, I'm flattered, it's completely misrepresented. That word is completely falsely used in society today. You see it all over these, uh, you know, bachelor and all this different stuff where women are all over them. Oh, I was so flattered when he said that to me. It's like, Basically, then what you're saying is that he lied to you when he said something was nice about you because that's what it would actually mean. That's not what they mean. People all the time use the word wrong. Don't ever tell somebody that they look good or they're doing something good if you really don't mean it. What's the point? You're just lying to them. You're flattering them, which makes them really just, they don't even understand. You're insincerely praising them. You're just lying to them and throwing things at them. Proverbs 28, 23 says, He who rebukes a man will, it be in the end, will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. So we have to understand, person, again, don't lie. Speak the truth. Sometimes you have to tell people those tough things. You know, especially when you see those people that you really do love as a fellow Christian, and you start to see some things that aren't so good in their lives, and maybe some things that you're thinking, hey, I, I, really, this is going to be a problem for you. You don't even realize it right now. This might be a real problem for you if you get wrapped up in a situation. People out of friendship will sit there and say, oh, I don't really want to say anything because if I do, then they're not going to like me. You know what? Just tell them the truth. Rebuke them. There's nothing wrong with it. God's word says you're supposed to. If you really care about a person, if they were walking next to a steep cliff and they're walking right on the edge but they're blindfolded, you're going to actually try to pull them away, aren't you? Why is it that we don't do that with each other when we say we really care about each other and love each other as fellow Christians? We need to care enough to be honest and tell the truth to that people. 
And we need to not throw flattery in their face and tell them how wonderful they are if they're not doing so wonderful. Don't sit there and act like they're super Christians and they're great. If they're not, you know it. Don't lie for them. Don't flatter them. Also, don't lose your way. And that sounds so basic, but you know what? It's the truth. If you're seeking after the good things that God wants of us, you know, if you're going to have to seek after those things that are the good things, the good and pleasing things, wisdom, favor, those things, don't, don't miss out on those for the fact that you really just fall victim to folly. You know, like I said last week, it was described as the adulterer, seductress that's saying, hey, come here, guy, you know, come spend the time with me. That's what folly does. You know, steal away for a few minutes, but don't recognize that, you know, your life will end up in hell forever. So I really want to encourage you today to really go after what God desires for you and God's will is for you to have wisdom, to have favor, to have blessings. That's what he wants. He wants you to live a life of fulfillment and, and fullness and, and pleasing things. And, and yes, life will be tough. I mean, if you look at the Bible, the Bible's full of disciples and, and apostles that had struggles. But God also gave them favor when they did the things that they were called to do. When they had the mission, God poured favor upon them to, to do those things that he needed to do. So we really need to ask God for a favor. Um, do those things that God says first. Seek after what the commandments are. We know what they are, and God says keep them first. For some reason at this age, all of you guys put everything in front of God in your relationship with God. And I find that so amazingly funny because, like I said, if you look through the Bible, you realize that Joseph, David, Mary, all those people were your guys' age and younger sometimes. But yet, for some reason, you guys get this pass. Well, I'm in high school. I can't really devote myself to God right now. I was like, okay. I don't see that in God's word. I think God says this is the generation that is going to change that and is going to do something different for God. I really believe that. But start to put God first. Seek after God first, and then all those other things will start to fall into place. He really doesn't want you to do that. Follow his commandments, follow his will, and follow after Jesus closely. And if you do all those things, God can't help but pour favor upon you because he's going to be really well-pleased with you. Not that I don't fail God a lot. I still do. But the difference is I care when I him as soon as i do something stupid which we all will none of us are perfect no matter how far i'm in on this game i'm going to tell you it took me years to get over being a person who cussed years and i'd say in the last year was probably the best i've ever been but up until that time still i still if something happened it's still first thing and thing was didn't fly out of my mouth but it was in my head you know the curse words would be flying up there you know so it's those, it's those ruts that we learn before we get really understanding what Jesus wants of us, before we get saved. We develop all these poor habits that we just have to have God help us. We're not perfect. We're still going to fall. We're still going to falter. We're going to do things not so great. But the thing is, if we're trying and seeking after God, he calls it blameless. That means that we've been forgiven. And because of that, he's going to give us an opportunity to turn around and get things back in order again. And because of that will and that desire to be blameless, that's when he pours favor upon you and wisdom. So um, why should we want favor? Why? What's the point? 
the point is that favor is an amazing gift because Psalm 512 says, For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. As with a shield. So we understand that favor actually blocks out danger and also stops all these stupid things that can happen in our lives. It gives us great things. So righteous leading, living leads to favor, and then favor is what acts as a shield in our lives. Don't all of us want to walk around with the protection where things don't hurt us and we can do things that everything we put our hands to can be blessed and, and everything? That's what, that's what a good life is all about. So we have to understand that we can have that protection. Really, you just have to be obedient. Start to be obedient to God. And if honestly you don't know what the commandments are, look at them up. Look them up. Exodus 20. Go back, learn them again. Try to get those down in your heart because they are foundational. You really do need to understand that there are certain things you have to get right. Be obedient to, to God, and then Jesus will really give you the favor, and uh, God will bless you. And God really does want you to have that. So I would like to pray with you. Again, let me explain to you. I try to tell you this every single week. Obviously, the first part of favor, grace. If you've never received grace, if you don't understand the fact of just being forgiven for your sins, I want you to make sure that you talk to somebody. Uh, tell somebody that if you've done, even if you've said this at home, if you've asked God to forgive you of your sins at home, come tell somebody that you did it. No one's going to make a big deal about it. The people that are up here have done the same. And... Uh, it makes all the difference in the world. If you've never done it, come talk to somebody. Ask them to pray with you. And uh, God, all, all he says is, is, Cassie actually taught in Reach um, part of it. She really said how really, um, to really receive God's forgiveness, it's so simple. It's really just admit that you're a sinner. You know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he can save your soul, that he can wash away your sins, and then confess your sins to him and ask for his help. That's all you have to do, A, B, C. Not hard. And God can give you a whole new change in your life, a fresh start. He says, as far as your sins are from the east, as far as the west. You know, north and south, you can go north, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going south, and before long, you're going north again. East and west never changes, does it? If you keep going east, you're never going to go west. You're going to continue to keep going east. That's why God uses that description. It's an amazing thing how he talks about it. Your sins are forgiven when you ask Jesus for salvation. So if you've never done that, I want you to definitely talk to somebody about it. Um, otherwise, I just want to pray for you. And I really thank you guys for coming. Lord, I just pray that you would just be with each person that's here tonight. I just pray, Lord, that they would understand that you have so much more to offer than just the simple part of forgiveness, which is a wonderful gift. But, Lord, there's also so much more that you want to pour on those people that are blameless and that are really see seeking after you and following after you, Lord. I just pray that they would understand that they could receive wisdom, and, Lord, they can understand that there would be so much more favor in their lives that they could receive from you and also from men in the world. And also, Lord Jesus, that they um, would also be blessed. I just pray, Jesus, that you would just help them to receive this message. I just pray that um, for those that don't know you, Lord, that their hearts would really just seek after you. I just pray that you would just be with them and their families. I just pray that you would just bless them, Lord, with protection. I just pray that you would just keep them safe. Um, guard them at school, guard them at the jobs that they do and everything, Lord God. I just pray that you would just just put a hedge of protection around them. Lord, I just thank you for everything that you're doing in each one of their lives and what you're continuing to do in CYM in each one of our lives, Lord. I just praise you and we thank you for everything in Jesus' precious name. Amen. <laughs>